Okay, well, this is happening. It's sad to me that women should feel bad about wanting to have a fuckboy. It's, it's like taking the nicest poop you've had and putting it back in. Sit on my face. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I may or may not have daddy issues. <laughs> but we have mommy issues. I am a unique man! And I deserve nothing but the best. Dude, welcome to Bros and Hoes by Bros Who Don't Know Hoes. I'm Adam. And I'm John. And if you haven't listened before, we're just a bunch of bros talking about hoes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the show. And uh, today we have Veruca James on. Uh, she's a porn actress. Uh, very special guest. We had a great time talking to her. Um we get into uh, you know what it's like starring in porn, producing, directing porn, um, you know the behind the scenes of the porn business. We had a great time talking to her. Uh, if you'd like to follow her, uh, her Twitter is at Veruca James. Uh, you should also check out her website. It's verucajames.com. Go there and buy everything on it, um, or just go there and check out the homepage. And I'm sure. And then buy everything on it. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be tantalized. And you, yeah, you. Don't need me to tell you anymore. It speaks for itself. But, uh, and so, yeah, check out Veruca's stuff. Um, she's fantastic. Also, she's on Twitter uh, at Veruca James, correct? I, I did already say that, but I'm glad you said it again. And um, also, check out our website. We have a website now. It's, Yay. I think I actually plugged that in a webisode. A webisode. A webisode. A webisode. A, 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 a webisode last week. <laughs> yeah. A webisode. I, I believe, I believe, I believe. Yeah. It was actually, like a, it was many episodes ago, and I said that by the next one, we'd have a website. Um, so that didn't happen, but we have one now. Don'tknowwomen.com. Um, Please check it out. Uh, also, if you'd like to support the show and you do some shopping on Amazon, you can go to don'tknowwomen.com. Uh, on each uh, podcast blog entry at the bottom, there's a banner for Amazon.com. All you need to do is click on it. It takes you to Amazon. Just do your shopping like normal, and then we get a cut of your purchases. It's a great, easy way to support the show. It costs you no extra money boom we would love you very much for it also um one other thing is that uh if you go to the website you'll see it's just a dark abyss of blackness right now plus a lot of the text and some other shit but we need some images especially on our about me page we would love uh somebody to illustrate that so if there's anybody any listeners out there who would like to contribute some images illustrations we would love to put it up on the website we will credit your work indefinitely we love you so much yes yeah, so send us pictures of your dicks uh, too if you don't illustrate anything send us a picture of your dick and we'll blur it out and then we'll just put it in there as a placeholder mm-hmm. until someone inevitably gets fed up and interview and illustrate something or if we get enough dicks we can add a whole another um page to the website we could do a dick mosaic uh, yeah listeners dicks we'll we'll blur them out so you know it's 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 sfw as they say but um would that be yes, a, a mosaic of penises? Or a, mos- a, a blurry mosaic of dicks. Yeah, sure. In, in, in the shape of a giant dick. It's gonna. It's gonna. Eventually, once we get enough, we're gonna make it so that it creates both of our faces. Oh, <laughs> yep. It, it'll recreate the studio right here. Exactly, and um, and so um, yeah. So please go to our website. Uh, reach out to us. Uh, don't know women at gmail We'd love to hear from you. What you think about this episode? How we can make the show better? Um, please follow Veruca again. VerucaJames.com at VerucaJames on Twitter. This interview was 
the tits. So without further ado, grab your lube, dim the lights, and turn on that computer screen because you're about to get wet. Ugh, sorry. So I've been thinking about doing show reviews for you know kind of a while now because when I get into a show, I get really, really into it. And um, I've been into Game of Thrones and read the books and stuff for a while. And I it, it kind of started with like an annoying thing where anyone who watched Game of Thrones, if they would talk to me, I'd be like, oh my God, do you know about this theory, this theory, and this theory? And my fiance was like, you are the most annoying person in the whole world about this. <laughs> And um, he's a huge Game of Thrones person too. And he's like, you need to just, you know, put a vlog out there and say everything you want to say. And then, you know, if people find you annoying, they can kind of click off. But um, we're like, well, might as well do it topless and sell it in my clip store. So that's where the topless versions are. Oh, okay. Um, so they're like, um, whatever, however many minutes minus a dollar is like however much it is. But they don't sell because people don't really care. <laughs> Oh, oh. I think. <laughs> well, I, well, they're they're People, great so, reviews. Yeah, sorry, I just I just saw the free content. I'll, I'll admit, I didn't I didn't get the paying content either. Well, it's good no, because I can listen to it at work, which is helpful. Because otherwise, if I was on the other one, I think it would be a problem. Exactly, and that was also part of the point: is that it wasn't done as like a money making venture to. Um, really, that wasn't really the point at all. It was kind of just that I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, and I do so much in general to like market my brand and for money purposes alone that it was kind of it, it just felt like this awakening like oh my gosh why don't i just do something for fun <laughs> yeah like a nice like, creative outlet on the side kind of thing <laughs> totally and i was like you know um put it up on youtube so i can reach a whole different market and it doesn't have to be porn related and i've tried really hard to keep the porn comments and stuff off of it because I don't want them to shut me down. And um, I found that people are really liking it. And even though there is a an uncensored version, if it's not selling, I think people still like the idea that I'm standing there topless. Right, right. Um, they know what's behind it. Just that happens. Yeah, it, it, it definitely behind. helps. Yeah, yeah. It helps the intrigue, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, what is this girl doing? This is really weird. They're like, oh wait, that's actually kind of cool. Um, it, so we'll see in the in the future if I'm going to continue on topless or. Um, what are we going to do? Because it is kind of an editing nightmare for my husband to um, to go through and put the, the little bar or the little like snowflake on. Right, right. Um, which is why as the episodes go on, I become more and more still because in the beginning, I'm all like throwing my arms around and like all animated and he's like <laughs> trying to edit. He's like, fucking good, can't you just stand still? Yeah, yeah and you, you, didn't you put out a Q&A today? You had a shirt on the whole time in that one. Yeah, so the Q&A, um, I decided to do a shirt because I do Q&As sometimes. It, it's kind of random. Sometimes I'll ask people for questions and they don't send me anything, and other times they send a ton of stuff. So yesterday I actually got a lot of questions, so I did one. And um, when I'm, I've kind of just decided that when I'm going to do vlogs or non-Game like um, Game of Thrones reviews that I'll just do them with my clothes on. The game of the topless reviews thing will kind of be its own thing, and then the rest of the stuff. It's like why make it more of a pain in the ass than it needs to be? Right, right, exactly. So you're saying your your husband uh, he he like films and edits them. Yep, and does the directing. So like when you see when you hear somebody like arguing with me that one time he like left it in when I was and I said that the a Drogon blew up the ship. So he's like, that didn't happen. I was like, yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really didn't, but I knew it did. <laughs> That's great. So how, how, long, how long have you been married for? We've been together for 
five and a half years. And um, oh my gosh, that started, we met in Chicago. So before I moved to LA or even did porn, okay, we've been together for a long time. It's crazy. It feels like longer, but then it also doesn't feel like that long at all. You're from Chicago so, originally, correct? I'm from Chicago originally. He was born in LA. So he grew up on the West Coast and then moved to Chicago. He's lived all over in different cities. So it was kind of just a, a coincidence that we met in Chicago. And he was there for two years and then we moved back to LA, much to his dismay. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was, was he involved in the adult industry when you guys met? Or was that no. just something you guys both kind of uh, fell into it? Uh, we've done a little research. We noticed he also directs yeah. adult films, I believe. Correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, he um, he it. knew people who were in the industry. Um, so he had far more of a connection that than I did. Um, but he wasn't performing or anything like that. It was he was um, bartending and hosting parties in which they were showing porn on TVs and or like bringing in burning angel girls, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were we were together for I think a good year before I did anything in porn. And for the longest time I was always like, well, I have a corporate job. Like, why would I do that? Why would I do porn? You know, cause that could like ruin it. And then I have a corporate job and I will do anything to get out of that corporate <laughs> job. <laughs> do you need a house cleaner? I'll do I'll fucking do anything. <laughs> that's um, I think that's kind of where I ended up where I was like, I will literally do anything but sit at this job <laughs> yeah. any longer. <laughs> I understand. You were like in a. Ca- you, happened- I'm sorry. You were you were like Go in ahead. accounting, right? Is that what you went to school for? John did his homework. Yep, I, yes, um, I went to I went to DePaul in Chicago, and I have an accounting and finance degree, and then I got my CPA um, right after college. So I worked in Big Four for far too long. But, yeah. but just long enough to, to get me a different job. Um, so I did accounting. Um, and then it was kind of like a year to two year downward slope as I like fell out of love with like a corporate job. Because when you first graduate college, it's really exciting to make money. And then um, you're like, wait, what are you, how many how many hours? 90? I have no life. Like, right, yeah, how many hours do I have left for myself to spend this money? Wait, I don't, I don't have any time or energy to have fun with this money? What the fuck? Yeah. Totally. I'm like, I am two years of my 20s just went by and I don't even know what I have to show for it. Like some gray hair. Like Ugh. I'm 24. Like how is this happening? It really makes drug dealing seem romantic. You know what I mean? It really makes just like, oh yeah, no, I could see myself doing that. That sounds like an easy job. I sleep in, wear my pajamas. This is great. So, totally. so, so, um, so you, you moved to LA with your boyfriend at the time and, uh, then through like his connections, is that how you got into it? Well, so I did my first, okay. I'll try to keep this kind of concise, but so I started, I did my first scene for Burning Angel in May of 2011. And so I flew out to LA and met with Joanna Angel and, um, that was purely just, um, I, I was kind of feeling a little rebellious and I was like, well, no one's going to see an alt porn site, right? Like what's one scene? So I did it and I really loved it. And so I continued to do like a couple of scenes here and there. And um, when I started reaching around to the like 10 scene mark, we, my husband and I, we had like a little like sit down and we're like, okay, it's getting to the point now where the internet is big enough that 
the risk of somebody finding it is getting too high. So it's kind of like you either dive all the way in and this becomes a career or you just knock it off and hope that nobody finds it. Yeah. So, um, so I went out to LA and the first thing was, okay, well, I'm not going to move to LA if I don't have an agent. So I had been flying out there to do scenes. And one of the times I was out there, I got introduced to my agent, Mark Spiegler. And by some sort of luck or just, I don't know, he agreed to take me because he normally has a really long waiting list. Um, But um, he does happen to like responsible, more mature girls. So he liked the fact that I came from a corporate background and I had kind of like a cool, my life was, my life story was a little bit more interesting. So it was kind of like a unique thing, but he agreed to take me in like, I think it was March of 2011. 12, March of 2012. And then in June, I moved out here. So it was like once I had a guaranteed agent, then I got the apartment. Cause I, I mean, coming from corporate, I mean, I was used to having benefits and insurance and like knowing that my rent would get paid. So it was very scary to like jump to being an independent contractor. So I was like, I'm definitely not doing that if I don't have an agent, cause I'm not stupid. You know, like it, everybody comes to LA to be a star and most people just become a waitress. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That must have been a, uh, I know you have a question, but just going from complete security, I mean, the the idea of accounting to me is like the number one, this is a secure job, you'll have a job for the rest of your life if you keep doing this. You get your CPA, you're going to keep moving. Going from that to something so risky, one, as you were saying, not being able to know that you're going to, you know, pay the bills, will I get another scene, who will it be by, will it be big, will it be small, what's it, I mean, what am I going to do? But also the feeling just before that is the, the, the feeling that you must have had of like when you reach those 10 films and you're having that, that discussion with your boyfriend being like, is that like, that must've been scary to me. That's like a, Oh, like the, the thought of being caught or something like that. It, it, was that scary to you or was that almost exciting being like, just fuck it, catch me and let me just get the fuck over with, you know? No, it was, it was definitely terrifying. I mean, as much as I am like a rebel in some ways, I'm very much a rule follower and I don't like to disappoint people. So I like to like go about my life and do my own things, but I'm not necessarily trying to like force it in anyone's face. You know, I wasn't like the rebellious bratty kid. I was the kid who got good grades and did what my mom wanted. You know, my mom didn't know everything I did, (laughs) but you know, like I didn't want to ever get caught. So I really kind of wanted to get out of my corporate job as quickly as possible before anyone found out. Like I didn't want to have that. They call me into the office and talk about me doing porn conversation like that that like makes me want to die right now about how awkward you wonder who wants to have that conversation less your hr person they want to have that conversation even less than you like how do you even approach that like um larry from sales was on the internet last night and uh he emailed me a clip yeah he clicked on a pop-up he said and right <laughs> i don't know where it came from it just like popped up on the screen yeah, yeah, no, I, I swear i mean i just uh I was, I was doing work i was working late and uh so so what, one quick thing so you so it seems like you were more nervous about um the like financial insecurity than you were about like having sex on camera. Is that true? Is that that's what I'm picking yeah. up from what you're saying? I I'm the, you can tell me if that's false, or, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely true. Um 
I, yeah, I was more worried about like what I was going to do and, and being like safe and just like not being like a dumb teenage girl. That's like, Oh, I can go make a thousand dollars. But, but what happens when you, when you can't do that anymore? I was trying to think about it from that perspective. The having sex on camera was something I've always been an exhibitionist. So, um, I, it didn't like, it doesn't bother me at all. It's mm -hmm. kind of just like, once I go to that place in my head that I'm going to do it, it, that's it yeah. So, yeah nice i i am i am a voyeur all the way i could like i could the 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 thought of like having sex in public is uh is is very uh it makes me very nervous i have like an invitation to a sex party like from somebody on the podcast and it's like i've never been to one of those before and i'm just like I, i'm gonna go but i'm like terrified uh I know. at the same time for, for me i'm i don't even like the person i'm having sex with to look at me <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, uh, so what? What was the first? What was that first scene like? What was the first scene you did? It was you said it was for Burning Angel. What? What is? So, BurningAngel.com is a um, an alt porn site. So, like tattooed girls and girls with piercings. Um, so, like you know, alternative type models. That was before I moved to LA, though, um, and that was mainly because. Um, the girls that I knew who had done porn, that was the site that they had shot for. Okay. And it's known to be like more of an amateur site. Like Joanna likes to use like a lot of girls who have no intention of doing like career porn. It's more of like a fun thing for them. Like so, a suicide um, girls type thing? Totally. It's suicide girls that do sex. Yep. Okay. So what, what kind of porn do you do like different kinds of, uh, I, I know you, you do some like, pretty like i know you've done some stuff for kink.com some like pretty uh to what to me is like more out there porn um i pretty much do everything and that's kind of a typical thing for girls who are with my agent speedway girls are kind of known to be like down with everything um yes you're right the kink stuff is considered fetish it's bdsm style porn i do a lot of that um yeah i pretty much do everything I can't really think of anything I don't do. And I also shoot my own stuff. And most of my stuff is fetish stuff as well. Um, and that is most specifically, it's kind of for, for two main reasons. One, it's one thing that's still selling on the internet because it's not as readily available on tube sites. And um, two, it's something that I can do that does not involve my vagina. So in times when... Um, if there were to be like a moratorium in the, in the adult industry where we weren't allowed to shoot because of, um, an STD or something like that, you need a way to make money. Or if I get sick or if I get injured, um, I need a way to make money. Um, I had a, a friend, I've had actually two friends who have been off work for six weeks at a time because one broke, um, her pinky toe. So she couldn't wear heels. So something like that stupid that wouldn't ever prevent anyone wow. else from working, but she couldn't work. Um, and then another one of my friends, she was drunk and broke her foot on like, and she fell down some stairs, little things that like, you know, things like that can happen. Like even for me, like if I were to jam my finger in the door, like I wouldn't be able to work. So, um, I kind of started doing specifically like the fetish sort of clips because they sell and also because it's something that I can always fall back on. Mm -hmm. That is really smart of you to do. That is like very savvy. <laughs> 
do 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 uh it, it seems so so i mean i'm sure that like it comes from like having an accounting background and, and whatnot you can you have some sort of financial savvy do a lot of the other um actresses uh or, or actors that uh you work with or know in the industry are they as like are, are they as future thinking as you or are they uh do, do they set themselves up with those kind of backup plans as well or do you think that you're um yeah. an outlier trash a good friend of yours <laughs> no, I mean you don't have to name any names. I just, yeah, no. yeah. I just in your opinion. So let me tell you what I really think. Um, <laughs> I would say most girls that are in it for the over the three to five year mark are typically going to be more career based girls. So they're going to have figured out that you build your brand and you kind of like sell everything. So you have like whether you sell clips or clothing or you feature dance. Um, there's like so many different things that, that porn girls will do to with their name to make money. So I think that the girls who've been in longer than that, I would say they're all probably pretty close to my level or maybe they go into directing, things like that. Mm -hmm. But that's because they're thinking about this as a career and they're thinking about long-term. Um, that's probably like maybe 15% of the industry. The other 85%, is girls that are like the 18 to 21 range. And I don't care what industry you're in, like 18 to 21 year olds just have no concept of, you know, the future. I didn't either. I mean, as, even though I was in college and I was doing what people told me to, I didn't understand, you know, that my student loans were going to last into my mid thirties. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had no conception right there of with you. Yeah. yeah like, Oh, $90,000. Sure. Fuck that. I'll be able to pay that. I'm going to have a good job. Yeah, no. Totally. You're like, you see the numbers and like the salary and you think that sounds like a lot, but you don't know like how much it costs to be an adult. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how, how much time do you spend like uh, managing your social media and everything? Is that, that, that seems, it seems like you're pretty active on social media. Oh my God. It is. I think that managing social media is one of the most underestimated aspects of being like any sort of like public entertainer at this point in in time because it's so important and it it seems like it's so frustrating as well because for me to like be forced to check my twitter and my instagram and my tumblr and like post these updates and, and photos you know most people do it for fun and so they're like oh like what's the big deal about that and it's like well i don't do it for fun like I have like 15 people, you know, tweet, respond to me. And, you know, I try to like, I'm not, I don't try to like um, encourage too many of the trolls or anything like that. But in general, I try to interact with fans and I try to be like um, active on social media because I know it helps and people, you know, like there's nothing that fans on the internet love more than feeling like they're listened to. So I would say like each day, like it could be, it's at least like an hour to two hours each day that I spend going through it. And I notice a difference. Like if I am for some reason, like unable to use my phone or something and I drop off the internet for like a day or two, people are either tweeting like, Hey, where'd you go? You've been quiet. Like you, you're not sitting on your phone all day. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> or, you know, like you notice that um, even just like follower count, like I like to think it doesn't matter, but it kind of does. Oh, totally. But I mean, your your job is directly based to the consumer. If you think of it, you're 
your output is directly to the customer and having that direct contact to the customer must be must be great for you. I mean, being able to interact with them. Imagine that. I'm watching Veruca James. I'm, I'm like infatuated. I'm, I, I just came to you. And now you're messaging me? Like, that's holy, holy shit. That's fucking incredible. You know what I mean? And also, totally. Also, yeah. like, you, you can't, like, buy an ad during, like, the Super Bowl commercials. You know what I mean? It's not like you can, like, there's only so many places, like, you have to market your stuff that, like, you have to use what you can't, like, what you got, right? Exactly. And because there's so much porn on the internet, it's so oversaturated and there's so many girls that if you don't have, like, some sort of unique personality or or presence, then, you know, you're kind of just, you know, another, you know, needle in the haystack. Did, I don't did, think that's the right saying. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, no, I think, you know, no, I think that, that applies, that, that can apply, that at least roughly applies, if not directly. I watch sewing porn, so this is perfect for me. Uh, did, did that take you a while to find your, um, like, your certain niche or your um, your place in the market, so to speak? Yeah, I think it, I think it definitely... Um, I think it definitely took me a while because just because of my background, where I came from, I didn't come from having like a very public life. So to go from having like a very private life and then my job wasn't to talk about my personal life. It was to do like a certain job to all of a sudden now my job is to talk about my personal life. It can sometimes feel very intrusive and it can feel, um, almost like sometimes, I don't know, like sometimes I feel like I get like a little agitated with it because I'm like, Jesus, people, can I have just like one moment to myself or can I like go out and have fun and, and not have you saying like, oh, send me a photo. It's like, no, what if I don't want to? <laughs> right. Like, I, yeah, I noticed even like the other day you had tweeted like something about like, you know, everything I say, you don't have to make like a weird sexual joke about. Like you like talked about like you went grocery yeah. shopping and then somebody made like some just goofy like sexual remarks. Like, nah, I'm just like, I'm trying, I'm making dinner tonight. You know, this has nothing to do with fucking. Yeah, I bet you like that cucumber. Exactly. You know, it's like I, I totally had that moment that Tyrion had um, when he was talking to uh, to Theon when he's like, everyone thinks that they're making the same joke for the first time, but it's the same five jokes over and over. And I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Theon. And that, but that must be like such a, a strange like that must be very conflicting to you like you were saying because like you want to uh, you want to be successful and you want to market yourself and you want to connect with an audience but at the same time you want to have your own life to yourself and have some semblance of a private life. I think that's yeah. A, go ahead. No, I just think it's a crazy thing with celebrity now. I mean, it, you're constantly you have to be on the ball all the time, and you have to be able to be held accountable for it too, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, thank God for Hootsuite because I can schedule a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the the other thing that's kind of, um, it's kind of tricky is finding the balance between like, I've tried to monetize like everything that I do, which to a lot of people, they find, they find that to be offensive um, because they're, they're thinking that they're always getting a genuine interaction. And it's not that I'm, disingenuine when I talk to my fans it's that it is my business and you know a lot of people think like oh I want to be your friend I want to be your friend it's like okay well we can be Twitter friends um and you know I love if you tweet me and we have like things in common to say but you don't I can't like have you responding to every single thing I post I can't have you saying how are you every single day like 
we're not that kind of friends. And if you want to be that kind of friends, we can be, but you're going to have to pay me for it because <laughs> my, this is my job. And like, I feel bad saying that, but it's like, if I was friends with every single fan on the internet who wanted to chit chat with me all day long, I would literally have no time to myself to have a husband, to watch Game of Thrones, to do anything. And so it's kind of always finding that delicate balance of interacting with people to the point that is within like my boundaries of my work time. And then if they want to go over that, then politely bringing up like, hey, you can pay me, which I really hate saying that. Like I, I hate being that, that person. It's kind of difficult, but like I've learned that I have to say it. I wonder if there's a mechanism that you can put in where it gets to like, like if, if you can like put it, advertise it somewhere. Like if you hit a hundred messages, you now have to pay. Like you know, it's like a, it's like on like OkCupid or, or Tinder when you like up, oh, you swipe too many times. Now you have to, yeah, right? You got to pay if you want to keep swiping, buddy. I don't know. You're lonely. What are you gonna do? Yeah, that's good. Or it's like you have. You can to, pay like, me for that. Retweet. <laughs> <laughs> or even if I could see the people who like retweeted because some people are really good about promoting and interacting and then I'm like hey there's a give and take here like I have realized that you're doing something for me as well or if like I tell people um like the my favorite porn fans are the ones that actually are signed up to websites or forums that make a difference so like there's this thing called adult dvd talk which fans can go on and interact directly with producers and directors and producers and directors do book off that site and the girls can also participate on it. So I'll tell people, I'll be like, Hey, join that. Like I've gotten bookings off of it because the directors will be like, Hey, who do you guys want to see in this next movie? And I'll tell my fans like, Hey, go on the forum, request me. And then it happens. Or if you were to go on to other pay sites, if you're an actual paying member of the site, a lot of times they'll listen to what the people want. It's um, So when people do that, then I'm like, hey, I am 10 times more likely to respond to your tweets or to give you the time of day or to say happy birthday or give you a follow or something like that because you understand it's a business as opposed to somebody that's just like, hey, I really want you to work for this company. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like, I don't call them and say book me. You know, it's just not how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, hold on one second. So everybody, go. What is it? AdultDVDTalk.com. Correct. Go to AdultDVDTalk.com and tell everybody that you want to see Veruca James in uh, w starring with your everything. other yeah, in, in everything <laughs> from now <laughs> until the end of time. Uh, but that's I mean that's also really cool from from the from the uh, consumer standpoint is that I can go on and I can request like two of my favorite porn stars to be in this kind of scene and then maybe it can actually happen and I can then watch it on my computer and then I can get off. To, the, to that to that curated thing i'm getting excited that's that's a that's fucking beautiful that's crazy that i've never heard about that before yeah it's really cool it's it's kind of like an industry insider thing so it's more for like um what do they call it like it'd be I more love that like... john just promoted an industry insider thing way to go <laughs> right everybody go on no, you're all welcome people are there, right you, you want some people it's, it's it's totally fine yeah okay I never mean, mind now just... i'm the asshole yeah, it's just historically been people who've been like reviewers or more diehard fans, um, lots of DVD buyers and things like that. Because in general, like the average Joe Schmo who's just going to go on Pornhub when he wants to jerk off, he's he's not going to put in the time to go onto a forum or sign up for a membership and participate. Mm -hmm. And you know, he also won't take the time to follow you on Twitter. Probably. Yeah. 
No, like, or he's going to follow me and then say something stupid and I'm going to block him. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the average that's the average porn viewer. What what is your like your your like direct fan base or like the fan base that you like really connect with or you feel that that you have a connection with? What are yeah, they yeah. what are they like or can or can is that it that might be too broad of a question, but I don't know. Um, demographic. I think that I think um no, I, I've kind of, I've picked up like a couple of things. It is kind of hard sometimes to know because first of all, everyone is whoever they want to be on the internet. Right. You know, somebody could say that there's something and be totally different. But I've found that um, I have a lot of uh, nerd fans, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is really cool because they're into a lot of the same stuff that I'm into. Um just as far as like fantasy stuff or comics or whatever. And also just coming from Burning Angel and, and looking different than like the average like California girl. I think that um, my demographic kind of fits in there too. Like guys who tend to look like a girl that looks a little bit different. Um, got a lot of couples that like me, um, huh. which is really cool. I love those fans. Like, um, you know, they'll email asking about like, oh, my wife really likes this and I really like this. Funny thing about that, nine times out of 10, the wife loves like the hardcore anal or DPs or gangbangs and the dude likes the girl girl. Oh, really? interesting. Yeah, isn't that funny? Oh. Um, that's not what I've been fed. I, w- I wonder if that's the case and women are just too bashful to say it. I yeah, feel like, I feel I feel like there's a stigma. There's a stigma on women, and we gotta break that down because they like the DPS and they like the gangbangs, <laughs> and we need to allow them to give them a chance to talk about it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think women's taste. Um, I find more and more, um, it's women are consuming porn, and um, I find a lot of women that like the hardcore Gonzo stuff, and a lot of women are super into the girl girl stuff, and I think that um, it kind of just depends on on personal experience. Like a lot of women probably have never had the opportunity or would never be comfortable being with another woman, so the idea of girl girl is like really taboo to them. Um, and so a safe it, way to it, explore it, yeah. Yeah, totally. The same way where it's like anal or like something crazy. You know, I think that most people in general um, are, as far as just like masturbating or like their own personal thing, are really into things that they haven't experienced or things that is taboo in their mind. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, you see that that, that thing with the, if you go on a, a lot of the tube sites, one of the biggest things now is like the, the, the stepsister, like the, the, the taboo like incest, yeah, incest nature porn. is now like the biggest thing it's on you, you you can't scroll through a page without seeing 15 videos of it and i, I think that's just a safe way to i think people like the things they want to see things that they can't actually experience in real life the same things you want to see in movies and they like in like with game of thrones the reason we all like game of thrones is not just because it's a, okay great it's a wonderful show but it's also a world that doesn't exist. It's a reality that doesn't exist, and it's a magical. It's it's, it's it per- anything's possible in this realm. Yeah, it portrays this like gritty reality that like so many of the rules that we like are confined by in society now just don't exist there. And like at the same time, it's like a barbaric shit show. It's like it's kind of liberating emotionally and to some degree. Yeah, totally. It's what makes it. It's what gets your adrenaline going. It makes you feel good when you watch it. Yeah, exactly. So, have you done any of those incest scenes before? I've done so much incest porn. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I actually, I produce I thought a I recognized lot of incest you. porn. Oh. <laughs> From, I, I've been your sister, your mom, your aunt, your cousin. Jeez um, Louise. I'm hard. Uh, 
What about my stepsister yeah, could... twice removed? Have you been that too? I don't think that's. I don't think that's close enough. That's not incest enough? No, okay. It's really complicated. <laughs> not hot, not dirty enough. It's not. Yeah, okay. That's we could get married, so it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I produce a lot in my store, um, mainly because it sells. It sells really well. And that's exactly what you said. It's just the taboo nature of it. And um, I think, like, and for me, it's kind of funny because I'm an only child. So, I really have no like frame of reference like whatsoever. So a lot of people are like, oh, isn't that like weird? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm yeah. the exact same. Doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? I don't, I don't have them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, I remember like when growing up seeing like friends, older brothers or sisters or cousins or stuff. And when you're like young, as a kid and like somebody older you're just like infatuated with like oh my god like there's they're close enough in age where they're not like parental but you know like I've had crushes on older siblings I had a crush on my cousin when I was younger I used to follow him around I wasn't trying to have sex with him I was just like a stupid little girl like following my older cousin around and he would like pat me on the head yeah no you know, totally just, yeah it's it's because it's the closest thing you can get to that's safe again it's that safeness I mean you're doing it behind the thing you can you can yeah I think a lot of people, uh, whether they want to admit it or not, flirt with their their siblings. They flirt with their cousins. They 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 have because you have a um, almost an inherent sexual vibe, but you both know that there's nothing's going to happen with it, and it's a safe way to do it. I think a lot of people do that, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah, I think that happens a lot, and especially like interpersonal relationships, because you're the person knows so much about you, and you're so close, and you do so much together. Yeah, you're pulling um, hair and you know, like playing around. Like it's it's total flirting. You watch a brother and a sister yeah. together. They're like, like I wonder what their junk <laughs> yeah, is like. Yeah. Oh boy, that's a, that's a jump. Well, eventually, I'm just saying. Eventually, you get to that point. Uh, yeah. So what what is what uh, when you say you produce um, that kind of porn? Like, what does porn producing entail? So, um, okay. So the difference between like producing and directing is um, from what I understand from my perspective is distribution and um, like legal ownership. So, you know, a lot of directors will can direct for a company and they don't own their content. It's owned by the distributor who then distributes it either online or via DVD. Okay. So a producer is typically the person who's financing the scene and they're responsible for, um, like if legally with any paperwork, they would be responsible because their name's on it and they typically are the ones owning it. So you can be a director and a producer, which is what I am. But the, the main thing is, is that I pay for my shoots. Nobody's funding the, the stuff I sell on my own and I'm responsible for all the paperwork. So you're like your own organization. Yeah, and I have my own business too. So I, I'm incorporated and all my money flows through my business. And as far as my content, like I own my content. So, um, you know, like some people, some girls who have like pay sites, um, sometimes the content can be owned by whoever's running their site. Mm -hmm. Third and, party, yeah. Yeah, so that would be like more of a producer. Whereas if you own your content, then you're typically the producer. So, do you have control over then? Like, so you own that content, then do you get? Do you have control over what gets like posted on Pornhub and like the free? You know, what I'm saying like the free clips. I wish that's just people stealing my porn and putting it on there for free. <laughs> oh, 
if you're listening and stealing porn, don't do it. <laughs> this is a business. You're an asshole, and I hate you. Especially but, the stuff that comes from like my clip store and content that I own. Like you're not you're like stealing directly from me because um, you know when I'm paid for a scene and somebody else owns it and it gets stolen, it it affects me indirectly because the less money the producers have to make porn. You know, if you're stealing 50% of their profits because it's for free, they have 50% less to spend on making porn, which means that there's 50% less work out there in general to be hired for. So it affects me that way. Whereas if you steal from me directly, that means that that's like money literally not coming into my bank account every month. Shit. That sucks. <laughs> so yeah, and, right? and, and, and do the posters get... So uh, obviously Pornhub advertises on the sides. Now does, is it like YouTube where the poster would get a certain amount if they get enough views? So would somebody technically be actually, the poster be making money off of stealing your content? Okay, so here's, from what I understand, there's um, a new platform on Pornhub where, for instance, I could sign up and have an account and I could post my content there, content that I own. And I can make money off of that based on clicks. So like affiliate sort of um, work. Yep. Um, and then rumor is that if you have an account on Pornhub, that they are more likely to respond to the takedown notices, the DCMAs. But mm-hmm. I haven't really seen that be true So from people that I know. So I think that they you know say that. But it's not easy to get porn taken down it's oh. it's really it's it takes forever and it's a whole process um and nobody has time for that nobody yeah. has eight hours a day to dedicate to that so no i don't think i don't know this for sure but i'm pretty sure on pornhub that if you were to make money off an affiliate click that you would have to own the content and you would have to prove that you own it yeah it has to be a copyright material or something like that i would i would think so so yeah, there's a bunch of fucking assholes doing it for free, which is bullshit. Go yeah, fuck them too. Like they're literally, they're making nothing off of it. Like they're, it's serving them no purpose. Except like, oh, people will like me if I post this. Oh my <laughs> right. God. Maybe I'll get Twitter followers yeah. and then they'll talk to me for eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Or they just, they think everything should be free now. Right, yeah, just just because it's like, yeah, just like that. Well, it's, it's like it's digital convenient. media. Digital media, they think that it, it can be free. They do it with music, movies, TV. Everything's pirated now, and nobody thinks about the people that are creating the content and that whole uh, financial system and, uh, you know, production background behind it like you were just talking about. Like, nobody thinks about that shit. Yeah, same with music. It's ex- exactly the yeah. same with music. And I feel like it's directly shown in like the quality of content in music and in porn that you see nowadays. I mean, people don't have bands because bands can't make money and can't pay all of those people. You know, nobody's buying CDs and the same with porn. The quality of porn is not what it used to be because there's not enough money. Like a, a director the other day posted this photo from probably back in like the early 2000s. And it was like a 15 girl orgy, all girl orgy. People ask for that shit all the time. And he's like, yeah, I would love to shoot this, but nobody can pay for that. Nobody can pay 15 girls to be in one scene. Yeah. He's like, guys, you, you want this? You think this is hot? Yeah, everybody does. Everyone wants to have an orgy every day. 
Yeah, we can't have 15 can't actors. Yeah. Oh, but can That's can crazy. he crowdfund? Have they ever tried crowdfunding that? All right, we're gonna crowd this 17 girl orgy scene because we know you all want it, but you won't fucking pay for it after we make it. So you pay us now. We'll make the scene. Then you get your video. <laughs> um. I think that there, uh, what's Axel Braun, I think, attempted to crowdfund um, a porn. It was one of his parodies, but I don't think it got all the way. But he was asking for, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, which it wouldn't cost that much. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's, it's actually not a bad idea to do. I mean, a, a crowdsource fund to your people being like, what do you guys want to see most? If you could take all the things that you go, sorry, you know, I can't do that. You go, hey, you want me to do this crazy, like, this, this wacky thing? Then you guys all chip in. You know, enough money to cover my health insurance for six months. And yeah, that'd be pretty, fuck it. That'd Let's be pretty do it. The top five scenes we can't pay for because you've been stealing our shit. Now we, <laughs> we want it, to get fucking paid and we'll give you what you want. <laughs> you know, um, similar to that, I mean, it's, it's a really good idea. I'm kind of surprised why people haven't done it. I wonder if it's just like too much effort uh, and people are lazy. But, um, you know, my friend Dana Diarmond, she just financed or her she's getting her tits done and she did it through a GoFundMe. Oh, good idea. Nice. She, yeah. She did like this whole thing with Asa Akira and they like created like thank you packages based on like how much people contributed. And, you know, a lot of people hated on her and stuff for it. Um, but she's like, she, she's talked about how she's 36 and she's got natural tits and she's at the age where she's not a teen. She'll never be a teen again, but she's not a MILF because she doesn't have fake tits. Cause it's kind of like one of those, yes, there are MILFs that don't have fake tits, but like 98% of them do. And she's like, Hey, I'm, I don't want to do anything else. And I don't care if you guys say I'm washed up, I get new fake tits and people are going to shoot them. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, she she crowdfunded like over eleven thousand dollars. It was fucking incredible. That that's good for her. Sweet. Yeah. So like you guys are saying, it it could be done, and I feel like more people out there is like you want that scene. Well, I also sell custom videos, and that's like another thing where um, it's big from coming from the clip store, and just like people know that I have like the the camera equipment and things to do it. Um, people buy custom videos all the time. It's like a a big revenue source for me so you fans can for the most part buy scenes as well you know i've had people um have me book other girls things like that not every girl's available for it some people just don't want to do it but well what can you can you throw we'll throw uh the link in the show notes so people can get to it but you want to uh say how you can get a custom clip what's your website you just you yeah you can just email me right now it's just email at uh veruca james at Gmail for custom clips. Um, I'll just preface this by saying they are not free. So don't send me ideas or suggestions. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to recreate the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Alec Baldwin speech. uh, Just naked, please. uh, And for free. Oh my God. That would actually be awesome. That would be awesome. That's a request. I would love to see that. I have a nickel to my name. I can give you some debt. Coffee is for closers. Um, But, uh, So, uh, how much? How much does one of, or like roughly ballpark? Like, how much would somebody have to pay to get a custom scene starring, oh. produced by Veruca James? <laughs> you can you don't, look on your own, if folks. You're not She'll comfortable talking you. about. You don't, you don't, I think it's a varying no, thing depending on the request. I can I can talk about this um, 
fairly vaguely while still giving people a general idea. There's a couple of things to keep in mind with with custom videos because a lot of cam girls also who do not do porn sell custom videos. Right. And the price is significantly different. Um, and that's because of what you're paying for. You're paying for a professional porn performer to create a video as opposed to a cam performer. I'm not hating on cam performers whatsoever, but there is a difference. Um, so sometimes I'll get like a guy who's used to buying videos on MSC or Streamate or something, and maybe the girl sells them for 50 bucks for a 10 minute non-sex video. And I'm like, okay, if I cammed full time and my eight hour a day job was camming, maybe that would be my hustle because that was part of, you know, the, it's, part it's of, the um, bill to it. It's the marketing to it. It's the promotion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you it's different. My full-time job is performing in scenes and I produce content on the side. So for me, my price starts a lot higher. So like, I mean, I don't even care. My, my minimum is $200 for a 10 minute um, clip. That's not bad. And that's, that's non-sex. But it's, I mean, that, and that's personalized. I mean, there's just, again, like the, like for people who are just messaging you on Twitter or just like, just people, a lot of people just want someone to talk to. And it, it would be really nice to have somebody that they care about because clearly they're watching you, they're, they're following you, they care about you. I mean, $200. Imagine if Matthew McConaughey for $200 would talk to you for 10 minutes. You'd be like, what the fuck? $200? Right. I'll just it's talk like, to Matthew McConaughey. It's, it's like the difference between paying us to talk to you and paying Matthew McConaughey to talk to you. Like... <laughs> You're going to have to pay more, yeah. but the product you're going to get is significantly better. Right. And it's, um, it's also, yeah, the, the name is also different. You know, like most people can't go out and buy like a, um, a cam girl on a DVD or something like that. So like mine's got to be higher. I also, a lot of girls do cam. I cammed for a year before I moved to LA and I don't cam anymore. So I'm not in the business of being available on cam to my fans. So that's something, it's just a personal decision that I've made. So if somebody wants to Skype with me, like the, the rate is going to be hired. It's just a matter of like, you, there's always like a, a price to like, based on what you like to do. Like if I loved camming, like some girls have no problem sitting there for like three to four hours in chatting and, or some girls are really good at the hustle and they can get people to tip. I'm not good at that. So I don't like doing that. So for me, I'm kind of like my, it's probably the accountant in me, but like an hour of my time is worth a certain amount of money and doing a 10 minute video doesn't take 10 minutes. Like it's 10 minutes of, of edited footage, but you know, it has to be shot. So I've got to get my husband and I have to be on the same schedule. I have to get ready to shoot it. Um, you know, because I choose to present myself a certain way when I make videos. So I want to look good. Um, we've got to set up lights um, the video, then I have to like, think about it. I have to prepare for it. And then it has to be edited in, you know, um, uh, whatever the word is for how to make it, send it to the client. Um, so it's like a whole process. So w one 10 minute video takes more like an hour to two hours of time. Sure. Yeah. Totally. So for me, yeah, I can't, you know, and when I think about my day and I think about, you know, what I can do to make money, um, I have to like think about it that way, which, you know, I know everyone would love to think that I do it out of the kindness of my heart, but I, uh, I have a water bill and a phone bill and a rent to pay and a car payment. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing too, is, I mean, you're putting out so much content as it is. I mean, it's like, you know, like, like what more do you want? You know, like, Oh, 
the two hundred. That's, that's I mean, the whatever you're charging for those is modest because it's like you're doing this personally for that person. Whatever you're asking for, as long as we both agree on it, you're gonna get it from and this. That's that. This is an industry where I think that's the only thing you can't tell your favorite musician to go. I want a song that goes like beep 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 boop boop pow, and they're gonna be like, "Well, you pay me, you know, five hundred dollars and beep beep boop boop pow." You know, it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't even thought of that, but you're totally right. Or like, you're you you can't like email your favorite actor and be like, "I'd really love for you to read this monologue." Yeah, that's yeah. Well, Ser- seriously, that's like, where they're missing out, though. Oh my Holy god, I know, I know. People that. are such fucking assholes. The control they have over <laughs> that content, and they're just taking it for granted. Oh, why don't you do this for less? Like, go fuck yourself, first of all. But also, it's like when you when you do it for less, or you or you say, all right, well, maybe I can like give it to you this time. It's like it devalues the the whole service like it devalues like what you're doing overall like you're saying you're running a business that's supposed to be sustainable over time to like a large number of customers or clients and like you got you need to like run it that way and i think like you're doing it sounds like you're doing that and like yeah like impressively so just like a tip to anyone out there who's buying any sort of personalized content or interacting and asking a girl to sell something personally whether it be photos shoes or videos no guy ever got a better product because he annoyed the girl so whether it be you sent 50 emails before you sent payment or you tried to hassle her on the price or whatever it is other than the business transaction of emailing being very specific about what you want and to the point sending payment and then being understanding about the time frame that it takes to create that like it's crazy. Like the guys who are prompt with payment and, and easy to deal with nine times out of 10, I'll throw on like a little extra special thank you at the end and just tell them like, even if it's just BTS or maybe I'll include like a little extra something. If somebody's buying eight by tens, maybe I'll throw an extra one in just cause I'm like, Hey, they made this really easy. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate that they're buying my product because this is my business. Whereas the guys who hassle me, I'm telling you, like, that that's the day that I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put on as little makeup as possible. I am <laughs> I'm going to record exactly nine minutes and fifty-nine seconds. And you know, like as opposed to sometimes things go over and you might get an extra two minutes if if I'm enjoying it because I'm not annoyed by the thought of like dealing with this person then you're going to get like a a much better product. It's just like that with any sort of entertainment, you know, like if you go to a comedy show, if you laugh at the jokes, you're probably going to get a better show than if you're trying to like be mean or rude. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Don't heckle whoever you're working with. If you're, if you're calling, uh, uh, AT&T and you want like some type of service, you don't necessarily have to be a dick to them. You're probably gonna be better if you're like, listen, I'm sorry. I know this isn't your problem, but like, Hey, this is my situation. Like, you just be cordial yeah. to people, and people tend to be cordial back to you. <laughs> uh, yes. 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 <laughs> um, uh, but in any case, if you people out there, if you're listening, uh, you can be mean to us. Just talk to us, please. Yeah, somebody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we we accept people being mean to us because we're yeah. just we're 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 at the state of loneliness where we just need anybody to talk to us. So this doesn't necessarily apply to us, but other people in general, yeah. especially business people, yeah. take that advice. Don't do it to Veruca. We have eight hours of yeah. the day to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> 
we have all the time in the world, people. Don't forget it. Um, uh, but uh, so, well, one, one thing uh, th- this is uh, just just more into the terms uh, in on long lines of um, you acting in porn uh, is what is like for you? Is there like I mean, I'm sure bes- besides like the um, very specific kink scenes, like. To you, it's like, is there a large difference between having sex, like, on camera in terms of having sex, like, in your real life, like, personal sex? Do you know? What's the... Is, is that, like, a way of saying that? I think you're freezing. I'm not... Okay, are you coming back? No, no, she's Sorry, avoiding buddy. your question. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, no, okay, so you, um, you cut out, but let me just uh, say it again. So you just asked if there's a difference between performing on camera as opposed to real life. Yeah, Correct. yeah, yeah. Or what? What are the differences uh, for you? Like, is like like physically or emotionally or? Sure. Um, it's okay. This is a really good question. It's it's really hard to explain. Um, I would say. I mean, you're a voyeur, so you can probably understand in some ways. But there's a couple of different points. So let's just start from from the basics. One, at home, there's not a camera and there's not people around. So you're probably acting as natural as possible. And um, that doesn't mean that when there is a camera around, I don't act natural. But as a, as a woman or just any person in general, when, when the camera is around, I act natural. But I'm also thinking about not scrunching my stomach or making my legs look long or just like the little things that as a performer you learn to do so that you look good on camera. Right, yeah, sure. Um, and, so, but that doesn't mean that it's not natural. It's just um, a different type of natural. Well, it adds, you're um, saying it, it adds that other element that you have to think about that as well as um, having sex with the person you're having sex with. Absolutely. And you have to open up for the camera. So everything that you do, for the most part, like 98% of what you do, the camera needs to be able to see. Um, now, of course, performers during scenes will slip in like a few moments of their own time. You know, so like you could do something like um, when I do girl girl scenes, like typically you have to have like the girl's legs like wide open and you have to be like licking from the side so they can see it. That's not how anybody eats pussy in real life. Right. right? Oh boy, I've been uh, doing it wrong for so long. <laughs> I always thought there was somebody watching. Lick the clit, not the labia, okay? Uh, um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a map. But, <laughs> it's like Westeros um, and Essos to me. <laughs> but even like little things like like that or you know sometimes for performers if it's like boy girl sometimes you know the camera will be moving it'll be on your face and the guy will close up the legs because it'll be like okay sometimes your back can start to hurt when you're like arching so so you can steal like little moments here and there but in general your job is to when when the camera is there your job is to create a product that looks good on camera Mm-hmm. So um, that's your number one priority. Now, performers like being filmed. Like we are exhibitionists. We like people being around. So it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that that sex is any less natural than what we do at home. But it's totally different. Totally different. So there's that aspect. There's also the aspect of um, the length of time that you have to shoot. Um, I know some people like to have sex for. 30 to 45 minutes or an hour or something in their personal life. I've never been that type of person. Um, I'm not physically <laughs> capable of any of that kind of work. I'm in the seconds realm like of what you just talked about. Yeah, that sounds like exercise, not sex. Um, <laughs> Cardio. 
but uh so like well and also in general like most people I don't think have like an hour of time to have sex during the day you know like people have jobs and like families and like things going around um I'm more of like a, a, a like I would rather have sex like five times during the day for like eight minutes each than like go for like 35 minutes yeah I'm, I think I'm there with you yeah it's just like after a while you're like okay like we've, we've done this we've, this was cool like I came like okay we, we can like be done with this right um <laughs> I'm, I'm just lazy there's nothing um, worse than a woman <laughs> saying like like are you ready to come yet and you're like oh you don't you're done with this aren't was, you yeah, she's like, she's uh, she's i just feel like i'm hurting she's pretending you it like it's like hot to her like she wants it but she just really wants it to be over she's like women are really good at doing that though yeah. i'll give it to them they are really good at it and i appreciate i appreciate that you know uh but so sorry i keep going <laughs> Yeah, so that so that's different, um, and that's just different by nature. I mean, and that doesn't mean that when I'm doing a scene that I get bored of it in the middle. Because honestly, when I'm doing scenes, they go by really quickly. But you're not always fucking all the way through. Like sometimes, sometimes you'll do a scene and you will literally fuck through for 25 minutes because there's enough going on and enough momentum that it's fine. But a lot of times you'll stop. Like you'll fuck for like eight minutes and then the director will be like oh hold on I gotta change this light or something or we need to move this or change an angle and so you have like a couple of minute breather in between or you know or you stop and you do photos and you kind of slow down so it's just like just reminding people that like what you see in edited porn is not real life and so to say like what you see like edited to compare that to like what you do in your bedroom there's like five layers before it gets to that point that you don't see yeah, they, they used like hundred years of cinematic techniques like to make it look as appe- like visually appealing as possible <laughs> yeah exactly and, and they're cutting out that moment where the girl's like oh hold on this position's not working like, I, I got a cramp like, oh, yeah <laughs> yeah or yeah exactly i got a cramp like that happens that yeah. really happens or someone's like oh shit i gotta pee you know, or I need some water or, oh, um, I just bumped. This happened to me the other day. The guy, as he was like moving me, somehow my knee hit his lip and neither one of us even felt it, but his lips started bleeding. Oh. So like we're in the scene and like I'm looking up and then it had dripped on my face. So he's looking at my face and seeing the blood and he's like, it, we both had that moment where I see the blood on him and then he sees the blood on me and we're both like, like who's bleeding? oh wait, we gotta stop. <laughs> Which one of us is bleeding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're both like, how did that happen? Like, what's going on? Um, but like weird things, you know, that's going to get cut out of the scene, you know? Um, it's, and people are just going to be like, oh, that was so hot. How did you do that? It's like, well, we took like a five minute blood break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have a director come and like every time I was about to come early, like for a director, be like, cut! And be like, yeah, I didn't have to say anything. <sighs> really dodged the bullet on that man, one. Yeah. It took a five minute breather. Just in time. And, You're here oh. just in time. <laughs> Oh man, if, if I have I, I'm not sure I've ever had that happen. A guy come early in a scene and you have to stop. Yeah, we Maybe should do a scene together. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think it's actually what I've seen more is that it's more difficult for guys to come, and I think it's just because of a being like desensitized and two just the fact that there's so much else going on that sometimes it's really hard to focus oh and then i think the biggest factor is the heat Ah. i think a lot of dudes struggle when they're like really overheated so especially like in the summer and stuff 
if you're just like pouring sweat and you're like fucking like crazy, because let me tell you, for the most part, the guys do the majority of the work because the girl's got to focus on like staying in position. Mm-hmm. I mean, the girl, like there's certain positions, obviously like girl on top that you see, but even think about girl on top, like cowgirl, a lot of times the girl's just holding in a squat and the guy's fucking. Right. Like, yeah, you, so, you, you're using like your stabilization muscles most of the time. And then they're, they're like, they're, they're moving around. They're working it. Every time yeah. I've I've had sex in a position like that though, the, I've every girl I've been with has said that they wanted to do the work because like for them they can like they can work it into a position where it's like like yeah you weren't fucking me properly now I'm gonna get on top and make sure I'm gonna come and then you can do whatever the fuck you want to do after. Yes, totally. That's a big difference between like a real life girl on top and porno. Like real life girl on top, it, the girl is legitimately doing the work. Yeah, but also like think bending about- and weird stuff. Yeah, real life girl on top, you can't see the penetration. So that's that's the other problem. So like in porn, real life girl on top, it's they they a they like to see the guy pounding the girl, so they like to see the guy moving. And then B, like it's not like the girl you're getting the same, it's the in and out penetration. Like the girl can't sit down and grind and the director be happy. Like he'll let you do it for like fifteen seconds and then he's gonna be like, open up. again i need a director in bed that's my stamina (laughs) he'll notice the like weird winky face on your like Ah, uh, he's either having a stroke or he's about to come i can't tell which one this is but whatever it is we need to stop this (laughs) because it's gonna get messy Uh, that's funny. So, do yeah. you um in in your uh like your personal sex life? Do you are you like are do you guys are you like into like kinky stuff or is it more like vanilla sex? Like, um, I would say our biggest kink is just that we like fucking other people. So, um, I love girls, so we like fucking other girls together. Um, we like group sex a lot, so like orgies stuff like that um we like fucking in public but as far as bdsm uh, we don't really do any of that at home bdsm it legitimately takes a lot of setup and a lot of time like you don't just like run and have a quickie bdsm session unless like (laughs) i mean some lifestyle people might have like their life set up like that or might have like a dedicated room um where it works but in general, it would take like a lot of planning. Like when I shoot at kink, we're shooting for like four to five to six hours, probably like four to six hours at a time, just to shoot four clips in which you roughly get 40 minutes of footage. Right. Oh, wow. In total. Wow. Because so of all the setup. So it's like any other um, film. I mean, it's it's just like... If if you were to film for six hours, you know, in a in a day, you I mean you could, if you had forty minutes of film, I mean that that's still impressive. You know what I mean? That's really impressive. Oh totally. yeah, 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 exactly. So oh, wait, so kink uh, kink is uh, you shoot it from kink dot com, and it's they have that like big warehouse. It's called like the armory. The armory. Yeah. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's an old military armory that they bought. It's um, it was the base for. Oh my gosh, hold on, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Is it cool if I look it up really quick? Yes, totally. On my phone. I do. Okay, because it's actually, the history behind the armory is really cool. Were you in that documentary, Kink? 
I don't think so. Okay. Was there one specifically at Kink? Yeah, it was called it was called Kink. I didn't finish watching it, and I watched it a long time ago, so I don't remember like who was in this documentary. But it's just it, it's a doc. It's called Kink. It's on Netflix. It's all about Kink.com and like what goes into the making of their videos at the Armory. It's an awesome documentary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. I don't think I'm in it, but they shoot so much like BTS stuff, and we're there that. It's possible. You might be, yeah. I can watch that though. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. I uh, yeah. <laughs> Look for her out there. Watch the watch the documentary. She's in there. She's. <laughs> I just signed the paperwork. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So the armory was um, home of the National Guard in San Francisco, and so it's it's four stories and it takes up an entire city block. It's massive. And they have a full-size drill court in there, which is, like, it's huge. It's so big, and it's got, like, the special floor and everything, and it echoes like crazy. And then What's... in the basement, um, it's it used to be the stables where they kept the horses. So, like, each little room, they have, like, a little stable room. But those are now, like, individual sets. Oh, like, that's cool. yeah. What's a, what's a drill court? Yeah. A drill court is where the um, the military people go and practice their like formations okay. and stuff. I thought that was a thing for the adult industry, and I was like, the drill court. That sounds like you take them to the court and they get drilled. Like, I don't know. Like, like that was foul play. You know, like, there's lots harumph. of dicks, and the girls just walk in and just go down the line. Someone's like banging like a dildo gavel. <laughs> Order in the court. Oh. <laughs> Porn court. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are guilty of having a small load. Yes. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> I jerked off before. Yes. I didn't mean it. It just happened. <laughs> I swear to God, that wasn't my semen. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So sorry. So, so they have they have the basement with all the stables, and each one is its own set. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's tons of them. And then, so that's in the basement. And then the first floor is the main floor. And um, that's where like the drill court is. And then it's four stories of, and it's these huge marble stairs that they've got to be like seven feet wide or something. They're huge. And it goes up and the, the second floor is um, they have dorms in there still from when people would board there so when you go if you stay at kink overnight you stay in the dorms and so they have bedrooms and then they have you know this big community bathroom with showers and stuff they like feed you yeah they have they have an on-site chef that cooks food for them every day for their employees oh man that's that's awesome yeah that's really cool like gourmet food real food um yeah and then the upstairs the fourth floor is set up to be um it's more of like the gregorian sort of like bdsm which is like the old like plush velvet couches with um masters and slaves so it's more of that sort of thing Uh a lot of more leather yeah and like 17th century stuff so it's more about like the discipline and obedience and things like that but it's set up and it looks like looks like an old castle oh that's cool Mm-hmm. It's really cool. If you guys ever go up to San Francisco, go on the tour. You can get a tour of the Armory. Really? Oh, wow. I will yeah. definitely do that. Well, we're going to start up a GoFundMe campaign for the <laughs> podcast to send us. 
<laughs> Send uh, us to kick.com. Uh, um, I, I got a question that's entirely uh, not related to, to that, but um, to me, the idea that the word of, of porn and, and saying adult industry, was that ever a thing that you had um, that like kind of was it? it to me, the the word porn sounds with the way people say it. It sounds like an angry word. It's like porn. I mean, even even the word sounds like it. It kind of pops in a negative way. I don't, the, I don't the, know conno- the connotation. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that um, the main reason for using adult industry now is because porn is typically considered to be like DVD or like what you see on the internet, and adult industry encompasses so much more now. When with like cam sites and um, all the internet stuff, um, adult also, um, my gosh, what else is considered like adult? Jeez, it could even go to like the feature dancing. Um, I think it's just because it encompasses so much. It's more a catch-all, now. yeah. So this whole time, I thought I was being like like really cordial and polite and PC to you to be like adult industry, and you're like I'm a fucking porn. Like oh, I'm better. Like I'm a, I'm I'm the real deal. DVD, I'm fucking, I'm it. I'm, I'm in the pictures, baby. See, you can totally, for me, like, I, you can call me like a, like, like, call me porn, porn performer. That's fine. But there's like girls out there who do camming, who may, they may never have sex with another person in front of a camera, or maybe they only do it on cam. They don't perform on DVD or for like recorded purposes. So while they're still considered part of the adult industry, they're not porn. Um, and then the same with like, um, let's see who else Uh, also like escorts, escorts are their own separate thing. They're sex workers, just like porn performers and cam performers who have sex with other people, but they're not porn. So some people can kind of fall under all of it. And some people are very specific. So, you know, every once in a while you'll get like a cam girl and be like, I don't do porn. That's disgusting. (laughs) Like, yeah. Whatever, girl. Yeah. Have fun selling your clips for 50 bucks. <laughs> Bitch! Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You begging for them tokens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know we, we've, we've gone a little over an hour, so we'll let you, uh, we'll let you get out of here. Um, but uh, just, uh, just, well, like, just really quickly, um, what do you, uh, do you, like, do you see yourself, like, in this industry for, like, a long time, like, in terms of, um, uh, at least, like, producing and directing and, like, star- I mean, I'm sure, like, you'll be, like, starring in films for quite she, a while. She's going to catch the accounting bug after this. <laughs> Fuck no. Um, <laughs> my only my biggest goal in life is to never ever work a desk job ever again. Um, but yeah, I plan on being in the industry. I mean, for as long as I can see in the foreseeable foreseeable future, I have no intentions of leaving. I mean, I'm building up my brand and everything so that it's there long-term. That's the whole point. Um, I think that something that I would really love to do, I'd, I'd love to somehow incorporate what I do with my brand and porn and shooting with some sort of like travel based show to kind of talk about like sex in other cities or different parts of the world and like what that means and how it's different. Um, and if that means that I get to have sex with like foreign people, that'd be really cool too. Um, <laughs> I love <laughs> so, that idea. Yeah. I think that's kind of like my, that's like the big goal that would be really cool is kind of be like the Anthony Bourdain of sex work. Oh, that's, I love that. That's brilliant on so many fucking levels. Uh, that's, that's great. And uh, would you be open to people reaching out to you to be like, Hey, like, 
uh, we want you to talk here or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that breaks down a lot of barriers and it makes, again, your, your job is so intimate to the customers, to your consumers, to the people that follow you that I think doing something like that is like, I'll come to your hometown. You get a, you get enough people here. I'll come to your own town and talk about, I'll answer whatever questions you want. Yeah. And I think it's also, uh, you know, so many people feel like the, that sex is like so hidden and it's, you know, kind of just taboo by nature, but every town, like, I don't care where you are, who you are, there is a sex culture there. People just don't know about it. And I think like encouraging that like would help a lot of people, you know? I, I totally, I could not agree more. I think that is so beautiful. Well, it also drives (laughs) us in every single aspect of our entire lives, regardless of what I'm doing, whether I'm taking the bus, whether I'm having sex, I'm thinking about having sex. It's, it's crossing through your head. It's, it's the reason you do everything. When you put makeup on in the morning, or the moment you you uh, I I go is this my is, does my shirt look good? I'm trying to have sex. Th- that's that's like the exact <laughs> the exact reason actually like why we did this podcast is because it's like I- I'm so <laughs> sick of fucking small talk with people and pretend like you know what I mean you have to just, you have to pretend. Everybody's going around pretending, putting up these facades when it's like, let's have some fucking real conversations. Let's just, let's get real here. Everybody has, everybody has their quirks. Everybody has their kinks. Everybody has their their own shit in their head. And the more like we can get the, we can get comfortable talking about that. I think the more we'll be able to understand each other better. We'll be able to tolerate each other better. I think we'll be able to form better relationships. You don't have these like repressed acts of, of whatever. Even the violence that that happens. I mean, the Orlando shooting. It, it, yeah, the, there's it's, things it's hate up, and, and yeah. pent up. It's sexual repression. Yeah, there's things that came out that that guy was on Grinder and stuff like that, or maybe not Grinder. Yeah, I want to exactly. De- def- yeah, it's like, just it's okay. Because he hated himself because yeah. he didn't feel like he was accepted and he felt like something was wrong with him. And and it just it's really sad that people get to that point. But no person who's actively having um, consensual sex on a regular basis is really ever that angry. No, you can't be. It's impossible. <laughs> right. You get the anger out of you, and then you're like, well, you know, what are you gonna do? You wanna, we could watch. <laughs> we could rewatch Breaking Bad. Do you want to do that? Yes. Sex is a lot like pot. I, I haven't had a lot of sex in my life, but I have had a lot of pot, and I find a lot of correlations. It's a legalized bolt. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I, I think that, I think that's a beautiful outlook to have. And um, so, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll let you go. But thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to plug uh, plug anything and everything? Your social media, whatever else you want to. Yes, um, I'll do a quick plug. That's the short version. And then can I send you guys my signature that has my links and maybe you could put it in like a bio? Yes. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we'll do it in the beginning of the episode, the end of the episode uh, and the show notes and the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So um, the one-stop shop is pretty much my Twitter, which is at Veruca James. And then my YouTube also, where you can see my Game of Thrones reviews, which is my personal uh, favorite. Uh, that's uh, youtube.com slash James TV. And um, otherwise, you guys can check out the links to my clip store, my Tumblr, my Instagram. Everything is all under Veruca James. That's wonderful. I cannot wait for your uh, season finale uh, recap episode. Yeah, and if you're lonely, it got if guys, girls, gals, uncles, my sister who I want to have sex with apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, when you're going through the doldrums of not having Game of Thrones in your life, 
check this out. It's very fun. It relives the moment. I almost cried when uh, you were. I was rewatching them moments ago, and uh, it was when Davos is protecting Jon Snow and being like, I'm a, I apologize for what you're about to see here today. I, I literally, I was, I was walking down the street listening, and I almost fucking cried because I was so happy and proud, and it was incredible. So definitely check them out. Thank you so much. Oh, and there's going to be one coming up um, next week where I'm going to explain Jon Snow's parentage. Yeah, that's going to be good, too. Spoiler alert. Nice. He has parents. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you guys so much. And I'll shoot you an email that has my links easy for you guys. Awesome. Thank Sounds you so great. much. Thanks Take again, care. Aruka. Take care. Good talk Bye to you. Guys. Bye. Bye. What a gal that one is, huh? Jeez. Veruca is such a sweetie pie, such the best. Make sure you show her some love. At Veruca James on Twitter. Her website, verucajames.com. Send her stuff. Buy stuff. Let her know what you think. Let her know what you want to hear. All those fun things. Let her know that you listen to her on here. And uh, and hopefully she'll care about us more. Maybe, you know, send us like a valentine. Uh, if you want to send us valentines or your dicks or illustrations for our website or anything of that sort, don'tknowwomen at gmail.com. We're at don'tknowwomen on Twitter. Our website, don'tknowwomen.com. Check it out. Read the blog. Let us know what you think. Drop a spot. John's got something to say. If you also think Adam's a sweetie pie, reach out to us. Yeah, if you do. If you think I'm cute, uh, let me know. If you don't, don't let me know uh and that would be super and i love you and i'm sure you're all thinking about me when you go to bed at night because i'm sure as hell thinking about you